Welcome back, everyone, to the Chris Calvert Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Calvert, and this is a show about jobs where we give you anything that we can about a look at various professions, and we do that by talking to the people who are actually doing those jobs. I am a social scientist by education, but a conversationalist by experience, so my whole goal here is to get in the minds and lives of people and make sure that if you're thinking about having a nine to five job and wearing a suit, or if you're thinking about having a job where you only wear a swimsuit, that that information is available to you and you can figure out how to do it and how to live your life as passionately as you would like to do it. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you are enjoying it, please share with a friend, forward it on to a pal and help them out. Today, we're going to be talking to Katie Evenson. Katie is, I think, a graphic designer. We're going to find out a little bit more about her path. But I met Katie at bar class and we got to talking about her interesting work that she was working for a dental company as kind of a, an art director for the packaging for dental products that are sold to dentists. So it sounds very specific, but her background really, I think, is in art and she's an artist. So, and then she uses that on the computers. I'm not an artist, so I don't know anything about this. So come along with me as we figure out what it is to be a graphic artist or an art director or a creative director, how you do that, how you get prepared, where you work, what your hours are like, everything. I'm going to ask her all kinds of questions because I really have no idea what to expect. So with that, here we go. Please enjoy this conversation with Katie Evenson. How are you doing, Katie? I'm good. Thank you. Good. I'm so excited to have you here and really interested to hear all about this work that you do. So why don't you start by telling us what is it that you do? Okay. So uh, basically, I do art for a living. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Tell me so, more. So um, computer art, like not, you know, like painting or anything like that, just um, design from the computer. Um, okay. But it's, it's so, I have so many avenues, like it's to explain like what I actually do. It's just kind of, it's all over the place. Um, I'm a designer and I'm also an art director. Okay. What so, does that mean? So an art director, um, they are the ones, uh, with a writer that come up with concepts for when you work for an agency, like so, an ad, yeah, like an, an ad agency. agency. Okay. Yes. They come up with the concepts. And when you say a writer, you mean like a copywriter? Copywriter. Okay. Yes, yeah. So some, a copywriter, just to give a background is like someone who writes the little taglines and stuff yes, like that for absolutely. ads. Okay. Yes. So you would work with that person mm -hmm. and develop the art. Yes. Or develop the campaign. Develop the entire campaign and then, um, you know, execute it out. And you're the one directing it. Um, so, Are you the fall guy too then? I'm sorry? Are you the fall guy? Like the one who gets blamed if it's bad or the one that gets accolades um, if it's that good? That would probably be the creative director. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> just, to, just to tell people, because I always like to also give people on the, the level of responsibility too, like where where these various jobs are, because some people are are equipped to be that person. Oh, right. <laughs> right. And some people yeah. are like, you know what? I just want to come in. I want to do my job and I don't want to have to deal with corporate America, you know, the whatever, my big boss, you know, coming down oh, on here, the board of directors, for instance, you yes. know, that kind of stuff. Okay. So when you, I mean, when you pitch to a client, you have many, so you have a few concepts you want to give them. So they're going to pick what they want. So if, 
if it fails, I mean, they're the one that picked it. <laughs> so, right. Okay, good point. Good point. Um, so, yeah, uh, but hopefully that doesn't happen. You do your research and make sure that it's, you, you know, you do all your market research and make sure that it's going to actually speak to the people that you want to buy this product or use this service or, or what whatever it's for. Right. Okay. So let me understand then, if you do art for a living, where this comes from. So when you were, did you always do art when mm-hmm. you were a kid? So I did. when you were like three years old and you're sitting at the kitchen table, you always had the art box out. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're that kid. Yes. <laughs> and then how did you, so how did you translate that? What happened? It, like, as you grew up, what did you do? Well, like I, I got, I, when I growing up and I would always take art and I loved art classes. Um, I loved painting um, and just doing that kind of stuff, but I didn't know how to make that work as a job. Mm-hmm. So I just never thought about that, that I could do that. Um, so I just, I went to undergrad and uh, I, I liked writing as well. So I just majored in journalism. And then once I got to those classes where I actually was doing what I'd have to be doing out in the field for that uh, career, I didn't like it. Interesting. So I was like, well, I'll just graduate and I'll work for a couple of years and to figure out where I'm going to go, like to figure out how I knew I wanted to do some kind of art, but I didn't know how. So instead of wasting time um, going to school more and not knowing what I was going to do, I just, um, I decided, like I said, let it, just let it ferment. I'll work and then figure it out. And one of my good friends from college, um, she started going to this place called Miami Ad School where she was um, learning how to be an art director. It's a portfolio school. Portfolio so, meaning a body of work. Yes. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't go to it for um, a degree. You go it for, um, to show your work, like what you, your con, like all the things that you can produce. Like, oh, I love this. Okay. So it's kind of like a practical lab school, if yes. you will, like uh, preparing you to put together, like your portfolio in your world is like your calling card. Yes. Right. Ex- okay. Ex- so absolutely. just like if you were a model, you would have a portfolio of photos. You all have a portfolio of your artwork. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she was doing that, and I was like, that sounds something like I would like to do. So um, that's how I, I got into it is because she was already going to school for it. So I wanted to follow in her footsteps and, and do the same thing. But she, had, she wasn't working yet in the field. She just was giving, she was giving you kind of a, a line to how you would get a job working with doing art for a living. Yes, yes, yeah? because she wanted to do advertising. And after college, um, they kept telling her, you need a portfolio. You need to I go to see. portfolio school. So, wait. So, where her major was what? Just to give an she idea, she was of where um, come from. she was communications and journalism um, as well. Okay, so you might have known. Did you know her? Yeah, well? we were. Yeah, we're uh, friends really from college. Friend. Yeah, okay, really friends. Yeah. Okay, so when she, okay, let's just bring her story in a little bit, just to kind of give people an idea of how this, how these things can happen, because she's not an art major either. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so she wants to work in um, in advertising, mm-hmm. and then. When she's going for jobs, knocking on doors or career fairs, I don't know what she's doing, right? How's she even getting interviews with agencies? Um, I, I think I'm, I'm not even – actually, I'm not even sure. Yeah, how she, maybe we'll she was out. doing exactly. walking in or I have no idea. Who knows? So whoever's telling her is saying, okay, don't even walk in here without a portfolio of work because in ad agencies, if I'm getting, then the way that they evaluate you is to, to look at your body of work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even almost matter what's on your resume. And yeah, it doesn't matter if you, if you went to school. Right. I mean, they want to see what, what, how your mind works, like how you think. This is so interesting, okay, because I think – 
what I like to distinguish too for people is there are jobs that are very education based and there are jobs that are very experience based or tactile based or just like being a you know a pro basketball player mm-hmm. like they don't care if you took college English you know <laughs> it doesn't matter so this is kind of the same idea like it, this is a field where you show up and the work speaks for itself yes right so you might have an undergrad you might not Mm-hmm. Right. You might have gone to a specific art school that's very fancy or you might not. Right. Right. Or you might have, you know, d- done your journalism degree and kind of come this roundabout. Do you think most people as we're transitioning in here and talking about this, do you think most people in your field have always loved art or do they come from different backgrounds? I think that's a good question. Um, I, I've never even asked anybody that. I I'm just, wondering if like art is like the unifying uh, it might be. You know, thing or if it's. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't for the writers, I don't know. That could right, be a different, right. different um, path. Mm-hmm. But I, for the art directors and designers, I, I would assume so. I Otherwise, so. you can't really do your job if you don't. If you don't love it. Yeah. But if you're the director, yeah. If you're the art director, then you are an artist yourself, right? Yes. So it's not that you're just managing people who do the art. Yeah. Correct. You're doing it also and then yes. creating the pieces also. Yes. Okay. So let's talk more about this creating your portfolio. So here she is off at this. Um, it's a trade school, basically. Yeah, then. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. And you could do that without, you could do that without going to school previously if you were talented. Oh yeah, there's people that came from high school. Yeah, to that right to that, and because they were good at art. Yeah, right. And then they wanted to put together. Okay, and that's interesting too because you in this setup, if someone wants to do this, if they want to do art for a living, I think they're probably going to do what you did and get a portfolio. Yes. Period. Right. And yes. then whether you're going to be a curator at a museum or whatever, I don't even know what people do with this. We're going to find out. Um, then you would at least have your body of work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is the first step. So tell me again the school and tell me the, like how long it takes. And let's just go into details about what this was for you. Yeah. So it's called Miami Ad School. I don't is know. Is it in Miami? The location, yes, is in Miami, the the main one. Um, But at the time I was there, I don't know how many locations they have now in the U.S., but at the time there was Minneapolis and San Francisco. So I started at the Minneapolis location. So I was there, um, and I was for art art direction. And basically, like, what I like about it is that they hammer down, like, come up with a concept. Like, we don't want to see a pretty piece of work. We want to see a sketched out, like, marker, like, sketch out your idea with markers because if the idea is strong enough it'll come across um so we you know worry later about what it looks like interesting we want to make sure you have a concept first that it makes sense for the product so who's evaluating that um teachers teachers? yeah um basically they're in the industry they're art directors or writers in the industry that really is a trade school then yeah so they come in and they they teach these classes awesome yeah okay so so when you do that concept, that's not what's going to be the end of your portfolio. They're just helping you um, kind of outline. Yeah. Right? In, in yeah. writing terms, it's outline. But they're, in your yeah. terms, it's sketching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're just like, well, anyone can make a pretty ad. We, we, this needs to actually be a good idea to sell this product. So what makes a good idea? Um, <laughs> do you think? That's, that, that could be up for interpretation. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you're just... You, you work with your writer, you have you know your partner, uh-huh. and you just you're, you're both just hammering out ideas and trying to figure out the best way to sell this product. And you sometimes usually have multiple ideas for yeah. a product. Um, but how do you brainstorm that? Because I'm I'm come from a businessy marketing kind of situation in my background, right? So I'm thinking, are you um, working on branding? Are you working Are you working at that level? Or are you that's different? On... Okay. Um, yeah, branding would be a different. I've because I've done that too. That's a okay. different um, skill. That's a different area. All right. This is like just coming up with a campaign idea for 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 a product. Um, 
And so you would be brainstorming back and forth with the person that you're paired okay, up with. Okay, so give us an idea of one of those that you did while you were in school or what you've done recently so that I can I can get a visual yeah, sure. around this. So, for example, we had um, Crayola as uh, a... a crayons. Yes, Crayola crayons. Okay. Come up with a concept to, to sell this product. And my partner and I came up with... Because um, uh, newspapers are failing like mo- right. more and more. Print, yeah. So... We came up with the idea that um, let's uh, try to get newspapers back in circulation by taking all the f- photos that are in there and making them outline sketches. And it would be like once a month that it would be the Crayola edition, and it would come with crayons. And you could sit and watch or read with your kids or whatever, color with them, and they learn, and you're reading about the news, and, and you're learning like what's going on by coloring with the newspaper. So these pictures are kind of like a coloring book? Yeah. But, but you know, like the page of yeah, a coloring book. Yeah, it's laid book. out like a this newspaper, is so cool. but it's actually just outlines, you know, if it's sports, you know, yeah. it's, it's whatever that shot was, it's outlined. So you read about it and you color while you learn. Okay. So you would have like, let's do it. So you'd have like in uh, LeBron James, you'd have the sports section for the yeah. Lakers. And then that picture would be like LeBron, but it would be just the outline sketch and maybe like a two, three. And then you'd like be able to color in and everything. Yeah. And then here comes your crayons and you'd have to make sure that there was yellow and purple in that edition. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or whatever colors you want to make but it. There, yeah. And that would go out throughout the whole paper. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So now I'm kind of getting, can you give us another example? Cause this is awesome. Yeah. I, I'm I trying love. to think of a I love um, this. So another one I did, we had to do um, Ready Whip. So okay, Ready Whip is the whipped cream. Yeah, stuff. whipped cream. Okay. Yes. So um, this is one I did on my own because sometimes some of the classes you take, like the art directors, just take certain classes because it's it's different for the writers because they're not going to learn the same things all the time as far as uh, programming and but stuff. But the writers are not in this portfolio class. This is just a separate. Uh, uh, some because some classes we are separated because like we're learning certain programs that they're not going to learn because they're not creating the the art art. so they're doing other classes as well but this Um, is cool but they're also at the same school yes oh yeah yeah okay so this i came up with on my own i was like well i thought about it and i'm like actually this is like a good snack if you're worried about gaining weight and stuff that who isn't it's yeah exactly and it's (laughs) yes very low calorie so i thought well this would be like a good idea to like promote that you can have this as a dessert and still feel good about yourself so i just did an outline of um a bikini in in the actual well actually i used glue because it was too it would it would get too um messy because it would melt but i made it look like it was ready whip and i did a a bikini For one ad, I did, like, thigh-high boots for another ad, and then I did, like, a little black dress, but it was white. Another ad basically saying, like, guilt-free, um, just showing that you feel good wearing these things, um, and you can eat, eat your snack and still feel great. Right. That is awesome. Okay, and so these... So with these that you're putting together, are they pitch ready? Are are they are just just kind of? Did you pitch any of these ideas or when you were in this school? I'm just trying to. Oh get yeah, a sense, I pitched like, these. What like, happens? There's different. I mean, I had. I can't remember what other concepts I had for this, but um, for that particular product. But you pitch your ideas. You get up in front of the room and you say what your different concepts are, and they, the teachers and the other students, kind of they. You have to have thick skin because they will, they will, you know, tell it like it is and they narrow it down to wh- what direction you should go and, you know, you produce it from there. That's really, actually, that's good advice too. That's helpful information. So did you have thick skin before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, from what? Just, just life. I mean, my, just, I mean, like my, my, I think just growing up around fr- my good friends and stuff, like everyone makes you humble. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you, 
<laughs> Whether you like, like it or not. Like, like, like my boyfriend just said the other night, he's like, don't do anything stupid in front of your friends because you will never live it down. <laughs> okay, so you've been gifted with friends who will be honest with you. Yes, right? yes. Okay. Okay, and probably your family. Maybe yeah. It was oh, the yeah. Same pretty like much. That. Yeah. But in a loving, supportive way. Oh, so of course. So you feel very comfortable and confident yeah. in that. But it's good for people to know because when you are you're having that level of exposure, you can't take that personally. No, you have not to be at all. someone who's who's ready to take it as a coachable moment, right? And in the space of I need to get better and I need to I need my work to to speak for my for myself. Oh, right? yeah. When I'm out there, right? So. And and you will fail. They will. There'll be times where you fail, and they say you missed the mark on this completely, and that's. That's how you get better. How does that feel? I mean, like, that good. You time? feel you feel pretty embarrassed, but I mean, it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you just are like, all right, well, I guess I'll just try harder next time. Right. Well, yeah. So how, well, how many people are you in front of when you're doing this? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Um, maybe like 15, 20 people. 15, 20 really savvy people, too. Like, I think that's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you're exactly. in a really specific audience. And it's audience. really competitive. And yeah, yeah, they... Uh, but they're great people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I mean, the, you know, it's not like your grandma. <laughs> you know, no. It, that's what I mean. It's not like your grandma there. It's it's someone who is not only are they there and trained eyes and trained ears and trained whatever to look at this, but they're also, their job really is to get you better, to, yes. you know, grow you up, if you will. And so it's a thank you, you know, when they do that, right? But Absolutely. I think it's really important for people to know, especially if you're talking about people coming out of high school, still pretty young then and impressionable. And, you know, you, I, I would imagine, I, I would, yeah, when I, I was 18. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it for someone that came. I would recommend they have some life experience first before they go to a portfolio school. That's helpful. Why would you say that? Just because it, you're right, at 18, you're still a kid. And when you go off to school, it, that just you're on your own and you learn how to be independent and you learn all those life skills. Like you're a very different person from like age 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. You completely change. So that you kind of are becoming more of who you're going to be at that point in your life and you're stronger and you're more confident. You have more skills, a skill set to go out there in the world. So I think that's really important. That's interesting too because um, even just thinking about your campaigns, you probably have more things to say, mm-hmm. more ways to say them, right? Like maybe that ruddy whip wouldn't come to you at 18. Exactly. Because <laughs> you, had, you, had, you have experience in the world. Like yeah. you have, um, yeah, you have, ex- it's the whole experience of college. Right. Yeah. Or, or anything, right? So if they wanted to, you know, if you wanted to do art and you ended up working somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Just to get that experience. It's kind of like business school, right? You, that you're better off going and getting some experience first and then coming back in and you know, going to business school so that you can apply what Absolutely. you've learned and move it forward. Okay. So um, how long is this portfolio school? It takes, it's two years, but I went longer because um, for the first year, our direction, and then um, they encourage you to um, do uh, internships and they have all over the world, they have places to go. So I went to Prague for my internship as an art director. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about that. So the two-year program. So let's just remind people that you had already done an undergrad, which wasn't necessary for this. Correct. However, you would, in your advice, would recommend that people get some kind of a life experience or education or grow themselves up a little bit yes. before going to this portfolio school for a variety of reasons so they can you know, have more to say, that they're a little more mature, that they you know, can deal with those meetings that we just talked about yes. where people are going to kind of beat you up a little bit and yes. you know that you got to be coachable and you have to be put your check your ego at the door and all that kind of stuff you have to be ready for that okay so how does Prague how does Prague happen what, <laughs> like is there 
Okay, and and how long are you in school before you can go to Prague? You have to be in school for a year before you are eligible for an internship. Okay. And they're all, like I said, it's all over the country. I mean, you could have stayed in the United States or you can go overseas. Um, and they've expanded more and more now. There's, I think you can pretty much go anywhere in the world if it has an agency that works with the school to have these kids come. And they pay for your uh, living expenses. And then you just go to work every day, you know, as an intern, basically. At the so agency. it's an unpaid internship, but then your your room and board and everything is taken care of. Yes. Is that basically how yeah. they work? Okay. Yes. So when you say agencies, are you talking ad agencies, yes. creative agencies? Sorry, ad like agencies, yes. Ad agencies all over the world, conceivably. But yes. But obviously the U.S. is covered. Yes. Okay. And then they have... They have a relationship with the school, so they come and interview, or what? What happens? You submit your. Uh, oh, here we go again. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, what am I saying? You interview. have to. Okay. You figure out which one you want to apply for, and you have your partner, your writing partner, and are those okay? Hold on, are that, is that an assigned partner, or you've chosen someone specifically to work with in the school? You choose. You Usually, choose. Yeah, you choose. So, um, what if no one chooses you? How does what um, happens? Well, I mean, I think does everyone kind of. Well, that's actually, not an that, issue? let me take that back. I think you apply, and then. Um, I'm not even really even sure how that worked. I think you show your interest in what place you want to go, and then they kind of fit Match you together. You yes, yes. Kind of like a roommate. Yes, Okay. Yes. All right, so you and your um, your writing partner in this case, are, yes. you're, are you a package deal, like president, vice president? Are you? Yeah, we come together. You we, come together. Yeah, so we okay. have, we so have you to... both would go to Prague. Yes, we so both went to Prague. you also have to decide where you both will go. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which I imagine if you're in Minneapolis, you could have stayed in Minneapolis. There's probably plenty of firms there. Oh yeah, you could have. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. For sure. Or you can go off. Okay. So tell me how, tell me more. How does this happen with, with Prague? You've, you're now in school for a year. Yes. And, and I, then you submit your work. Yes. So you submit, yeah, to, uh, to go to Prague. Um, and, uh, there's two other, uh, art director and a writer that came as well from the San Francisco school. So, um, like there's, there'll be sometimes there's multiple people from different schools that go to the same location, um, and I had heard same friend that got me into ad school. Thank God for this person. She, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we would be nowhere. You I know. <laughs> Shout out Nikki Baker. That's right. Um, she had she had gone overseas. Uh, they did like the tra- her and our other good friend. They did um, traveled Europe, and they talked about how much they loved Prague and how cheap it was. So when I saw that was one of the options, I'm like. I want to go there because it's going to be amazing and it's going to be affordable. So um, that's the way I looked at it. And um, I mean, it, it was gorgeous. Um, and so that's, I submitted my name to go to Prague and then I was chosen with my writing partner and we got to go. So how long, because Prague is an amazing city for an art lover. Yes. And that's, uh, it, that's interesting that you don't even, you like hadn't even conceptualize that yet yes <laughs> like Prague. yes Prague. but then once you go there you realize that city for an art lover is just a wealth of it's gorgeous beauty yeah yes, yes. Uh, incredible city um okay so what how long are you in Prague and what are you doing when you're there and are you writing in uh Czech are you writing in English like, what, yeah exactly what's <laughs> so that was hard because yeah that, I mean most people know English there right. I mean now they do yeah. yeah most people do um but uh it was in English. Um, so we, we were there for about three months. Um, and we were at Leo Burnett Agency in Prague. Oh, okay. So a worldwide agency that yes. happens to have an office in Prague. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think many, many, I don't know, maybe people don't know, but Leo Burnett is a pretty well-known Yeah, agency. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we would go, I mean, we were just basically interns and we were given assignments um, to help with concepting stuff from the people that, uh, the, the creative directors there basically. And we'd try to submit our ideas along with what they were doing. 
Um, are they European assignments, or what's different about? Oh uh, no, in we Prague? we had to do. Uh, we did beer for. Um, they have so German? much good beer there. Um, n- it wasn't. No, it was beer from Prague. Yeah, okay. for the Olympics. Uh, I think they were in. That was in their. They were in Italy that winter. Uh, I forgot where in Italy, but because that was a, that was a long time ago. Um, so they give us beer. They give us a bank. I mean, just like regular Local stuff. stuff. Yeah, you would get anywhere, like just normal stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it just it's super interesting, right? So, did you find that appealing to work? I mean, because it's the same kind of work, right? It just happens to be in an international space. Did you enjoy that? What what value did that? What did you learn well, from that? What did I, that give you? Yeah, I I'd say I mean it was it was hard because they didn't a lot of people when they have meetings, it was all in check. So, we would we wouldn't really know anything. Anything that was going on wow. in these meetings that we, they wanted us to be in, but we didn't understand what was going on. And it's not um, like you can pick up a little word of check. No. It's like, <laughs> it's like nine words to like one word of ours. Right. Yeah. So, and the alphabets do. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. There's like a symbol for like boron for like one of their letters. I mean, it's just like crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was a good experience. We also had class too. We had a teacher over there and oh. we'd have a uh, class, um, you know, a weekly, I, I think it was weekly. Um, that we would go and we'd have to also have other assignments on the side to keep building our portfolio, to keep working on stuff. So this teacher is, um, is teaching you the art pieces or they're teaching you the business side of it or what are they teaching um, you? Everything? Uh, they, this time, because it's the writers and the art directors in the same class. And so they're having you work on campaigns. Like here's a product, come with an idea. So like, I think they, one of the uh, concepts was, um, uh, to, come up with an idea for like a film company or something like that. Like just, just to keep working on stuff. Oh, and I like, see. And not, it may or may not be real. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Western Union, I think was one that we had um, just stuff to keep, to just keep our mind going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have stuff to work on besides going to work every day and doing it. And trying to learn Czech or trying to understand. Yeah. Trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're there for three months. Mm-hmm. And so would you advise that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you would advise go, definitely doing the internship. But I mean, everyone does that, right? Yes, no everyone one, does. Everyone does that. Yep. Okay. It's kind of like, I think, like at the CIA, they do that stuff too. Like the Culinary Institute, they go and do externships. So it's, you're in the same kind of thing. Um, okay. And then after your three months, you come back and now you're in school again? Yeah, I come back and I decided I wanted to switch gears and go into graphic design. Um, so how is that switching gears versus just, um, versus um, just cause I don't understand it. Yeah. So. I switched gears because it was more focused on, um, developing the art and I felt like I needed more, I needed more experience with that. Like I, I could come up with ideas, but I wasn't that the skill set I didn't think yet to be able to create the kind of work that I should be having in my book. So I, I went to, I switched to graphic design and they only had that major, I guess you say, in the Miami school. So then I moved to Miami and um, then did a year and a half there. To, to oh, is that conceivably a two-year program then also? Yes, exactly. So that's oh, why okay. I went another, I, I did, went like six months longer than I should have because I switched. Right. But you were able to apply some of what you'd already done. Oh, yeah, to for the sure. Yes. Design piece yes. and that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. I love this and I really appreciate your story because I, I want people to, to take this in because... You know, you're trying to figure out how to make a living with art mm-hmm. and you're in an art school and you're in the creative, you know, director side and the art director side and all that. And you still make a change. Yes. Even within that. Um, so I'm wondering, like, as you're <laughs> as you're doing that and in, as you're in Miami, then do you feel like you found the groove? Like, how did you 
how did you make sure that you were making the right decision for yourself before you made that switch? Because you're committing to extra time, right? You could have just finished. Right. And you probably did have enough skill. I don't know. Maybe not. But you could have finished. You could have figured something out. But what, what was kind of the decision process in switching? I just, I wanted to do... I wanted I wanted to do the more art side of it. Like I, I sometimes with art direction, um, it hasn't been my hasn't really been my experience. But from it, this can happen where you are coming up with the idea and you're directing it, but you're not creating the work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be cre- actually creating this artwork and like and d- just getting more into the art side of it. And how did but how did that realization come for you? It just it felt like a natural move. I was like I just I don't feel I'm a right fit for this right now. So I want to just go into this direction where I know I'm, I'm really going to enjoy doing this. Okay. I love it. Because if you're not doing anything, that you're not going to know that. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because so much of life is in the contrast, right? So yeah. here you are and doing something and then you're like, you know what? Just, I need that little bit of extra. Yeah. Okay. So now, now you're Miami. Yes. And now you're finishing through with your, um, the graphic design piece, which is yes. building the art, but you're building art on computers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yep. all, is it all or, computer? Or can, I mean, you, you can take other photos as well. Like if you want to, if like I did for the ready whip, I had to create it and then take a photo of it and then put it into the computer to make it an ad. Did you have computer experience? Did you no. Have okay. So, so how did that work? I had to learn all the programs. They um, teach you everything? Well, that's a lot of work. You have to do that work outside of class. I mean, I would just create things and just try to learn as much as I could and buy books and you have to educate yourself because they can't teach you everything. Right. So what's the best way to do that? Because I think, you know, for, I come from business, we had to do the same thing. If you didn't have an undergrad in business, you had to go back and, you know, take your little core requirements before you could get an MBA. Yeah. So it's kind of the same for you. So how, what are these books? (laughs) What would people do? (laughs) Well, just because like, like, well, so we use uh, in, in the, in the creative world, we're on Macs. So um, you use Adobe Creative Suite and that has Illustrator, Photoshop and InDesign. And you get books on how to learn how to use those programs because they're so huge and they're constantly updating and changing the way they work that you need to learn how to use these programs and what the best use for these programs are. Because, um, like, I didn't know that. Like, you don't make an advertisement in Illustrator. You do it in InDesign. Illustrator is for logos. And then, you know, you don't do an ad in Photoshop because that's just for the photos. So there's things you have to learn. And then also how to use the programs and to make it do what you want it to do. So you have to take time and teach yourself outside of class. Otherwise, your stuff's not going to improve because you're not going to know how to use the program. Which is a huge learning curve. Yeah. For any of us who have dabbled in Adobe Photoshop or <laughs> yes. non-art, non-art people. It's, yeah, that's like, these are huge programs. Yeah. Like say, tons of buttons and filters and, you know, pixels and all these different choices to make. Oh, then, yeah. Okay. That's a really good point. But there... Are, there might be. Are there like school, little classes that you can yep, take? Yep, there are that? some. Yeah, okay. they they did teach classes uh, with that stuff, but you had to do outside work and, like I said, just continue to to create that. And like the writers, they didn't really, they don't even really need uh, Creative Suite. They don't even really need a Mac. They're just, I mean, they're just writing. Mm-hmm. We have to come up with the concepts and create the art on top of it. So it's like it's a lot. It's a lot of extra work. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me just try and like put it in perspective for people if say you're in high school now or say you're you know early college and you do like you you like art and all that um maybe they could get some experience that's something that you could 
that you could front load, right? Oh, for sure. Like getting kind of just explore that, Mm -hmm. right? Just take a look around, you know, get, maybe it's expensive to buy the programs, but maybe you can get them from the library or figure something out or find a free class or a free workshop or something to see if that. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, the program. Yeah, themselves. yeah. Um, well, right now um, they switched it. I think because there was so much pirating going on because they were so expensive that now you just pay a membership every month. So it's fifty dollars a month for Ooh. the program. Okay. Um, but if you were really diligent, you could learn a lot. Oh, a yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or if this was part of your, you know, I finished high school, I have some time over the summer, you could spend a good, you know, two months mm-hmm. or even during high school, I guess, right. or during college or whatnot. Okay. That's, I think that's really helpful. That's yeah. really useful information. And it's, and I should also say too, that it is, it's very expensive to go to ad school. I was going to ask that. <laughs> that was my next question. Yes. Tell very, us. very expensive. Because it's a private school. Yes. It's a private you're school. you're asking industry leaders to come in. So mm-hmm. that's not free. No. Okay. So give us an idea of what we're talking about. Oh, uh, it's like going to grad school. I'd say... I I don't know what it is now, but when I was there, I think it was because it would go in quarters. So every there'd be four quarters in a year. So I think at the time it was thirty five hundred a quarter. So fourteen a year. Yeah. So, so fourteen. So yeah. Like thirty grand. To, yeah. At to least get this done. Yeah. Um, but then when you and come, then you have to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. You have to buy your computer. You have to buy the programs. If you are a photography major, which they also teach, you have to buy um, a two thousand dollar camera. I mean, there's so many things that you have to buy uh, to be in this program. Mm-hmm. And you have to worry about also how you're going to pay for your living. And like, you know, like everyone, most people have part-time jobs because they can't afford to do it without having some kind of income. Right. Did you have a job? Yeah. Oh yeah. What did you do? I mean, I was a bank teller. I was a waitress. Um, so just ways to try and get money um, on top. And you take out extra loans too, to help with that. Cause you really, they expect you to be working a lot on your on your art, on your work. So it takes up a lot of your time. So you have to really try to learn how to juggle that stuff. Does anyone have um, industry jobs while you're doing that? Or is, is that no, I don't No, I don't think so. No one really hires you. No, no, like that's that. what the internships are for. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, you know, another industry is maybe while you're going to school, you could have a job that was applicable. Yes. You know, directly applicable. Right. Um, what did waitressing teach you? Just from life skills? Oh, God. It's, I think everyone should waitress. <laughs> Tell me. Because really? this is, I think what I, I love this about your story because, <laughs> because people are doing jobs and they think that they're doing a dead-end job. And I, I disagree. I don't think you're ever doing a dead-end job. I think there's always something to learn about yourself in the work that you're doing, no matter how much you hate it or love it, right? So, right. Exactly. Um, so what, what did you get from, from waitressing? I just, I mean, I think that builds your, your thick skin <laughs> on top of other things in life and you just... You really have to, um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work and it's just, it's, it's uh, sometimes it's thankless, you know, and people that haven't waitress, they don't understand tipping. They don't understand that. Like, um, if the food comes out, uh, uh, let's say that the food is late, it's not the waitress's fault. It's the kitchen's fault. Like there's so many things that people that don't understand about the industry when they come and eat and you're the person that's, um, Basically, you're the one that's representing the restaurant. They don't know about all the back back people and stuff. And so it gets taken out on you when something's wrong. Um, so you just you kind of ha- you have to have a, a thick skin and, and just learn how to go with the flow and not take things personally. And you were somewhat young when you were doing that. Uh, right. Yeah, I started waitressing like, well, I wouldn't say somewhat young. I was like mm, 28 when I started waitressing. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, I guess, but enough to build on, build on some life experience yes, yes. to be able to take it. Yeah. But, um, but it still helps you now? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you learn how to be social with people, too, and to um, fix a problem when there is something wrong. All different kinds of people. Yes. Too, which mm-hmm. is probably actually very instrumental for the work that you do now because you have lots of different clients. A- absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about that a little. So as you um, finish school, do you get a job right away? Well, so I had another internship. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> so, right because we're in a different program. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I... Um, you and a buddy or are you by yourself? Just me by, by myself. I mean, there are other people that went to, to New York with me, like other classmates. We all lived in the same house together, um, but they had all different places that they went. Um, I, I got, I was in uh, a packaging design class and I just loved it. And say that again. Oh, sorry. Slowly. Packaging, packaging design. design. Explain. Um, coming up with how to make beautiful packaging. Of any type? Any, any product. Like, okay, we are in a, an office of beauty. So like all my skincare products, mm-hmm. packaging. Yes. All my... What else? Dog food. Dog food. Toothpaste. Um, any consumer Water. Products. Anything. Uh, clothing? like No, not clothing. Clothing pa- tags? Yeah, clothing stuff? tags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, clothing tags. Or the box that it would come right. in. Yeah, if it's in some special thing. Candles. Yes. Think, like anything that has beautiful presentation. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So go, what so, do you like about that? Yeah, I loved it. It was just, I just felt like I kind of found my niche. What but, did you, what did you think, what, what did you like about that? Cause what are the alternatives? <laughs> so what are the options if you're, if you know, when you're taking your classes, Yeah. what are some of the classes? So, um, so a package design, um, a magazine layout, um, the website, uh, that kind of stuff. Okay. Very um, different. yeah, very different. Um, and I just, and I just really liked it. It just felt very, um, like so artful and so fun and like to see your product out in the, in like in the public is like, that seemed exciting to me. Like that's fun. Like, Oh, Hey, I did that. Um, kind of a thing. Like you're going down the aisle and you see like a band aid thing and yeah. you're like, Oh wow, I did that artwork. Yes. I did that whole thing. Yes. That's very cool actually. So I thought, I thought it was really neat and I really liked my teacher. Um, and she, she was the one that was having the internship and, um, she wanted me to, to come uh, to New York where she had her, her office and to help with her. And she's probably most known for, um, creating the smart water bottle. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah. Exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. So that was, I mean, so then it was an internship in New York for packaging design. So, um, and she and has a firm that is based in very small. It's just her, I, at the time it was her and her sister okay. and she had it in the, in her, the, like her, in her, in her home, in her condo. Right. Um, yeah. So then that's where you would go every day for work? Yeah. So we lived in Astoria, Queens, and then I would go to Spanish Harlem where she lived. Oh, that's like the other side of town. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a long, long <laughs> train. A long, it's a long commute. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> like burrows away. I know. You're like running the New York Marathon every day. <laughs> okay. You probably didn't work that out in your head before you went. Well, I mean, except she wanted us there by 10. Uh, okay. Um, so it you wasn't that out. big of a deal. Um, <laughs> she wanted us there by 10 uh, uh, just because she, as far as getting other stuff out of the way for her, I think in the morning. And then she was ready for us to be there around yeah. that time. Which so. is kind of actually, that's good to talk about too, even in the, we'll talk about this as we go through with like the, the flexibility of the hours. And if it is work-based, maybe you have some flexibility with like how, the, how your hours can be and how you're you know, yes. showing up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're doing your internship and what are you working on? Um, we're helping with, uh, I can't remember the products exactly. Um, but, uh, shamp- uh, these are real products that yeah, she's been that she's doing. To. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like shampoo bottles, um, uh, I think there was a bank, 
um, in Panama City, a, a bank. Um, so you do brochures and things too, or just packaging? With, um, the, with this, with that this was course. just packaging. So okay. just learning the ins and outs and like, like how things are produced and how you go and you pick colors and swatches and stuff like that. Oh wow! Right. It's just there's like so much more to it than just um, the computer on the screen. So just helping with creating stuff for um, for her clients, basically. Do you take um, any kind of like psychology courses on color like you know don't different colors make different moods and things like do you um, have to do any of that stuff no okay no. good yeah it's right. <laughs> just getting really hard it's hard yeah. it's hard enough to make a living with yeah. art right yeah exactly okay um so um anyway so that that was a great internship and then I went back to Miami like to finish school um and my portfolio I kind of started realizing that like because I went from art direction to design and then now wanting to do more packaging, my portfolio is like all over the place. So you're like a mutt. Yes. <laughs> it's like art version of not, a mutt. It's, and I, and I, I don't, I guess I don't, looking back now, I, I don't think it was very strong. Um, so um, I, um, all I could do is send my resume out with my work. And at the time too, like websites weren't as big. So you had to like send physical like, copies of your stuff like you had to make a book for them to and that's expensive oh yeah so i started just actually putting it on cds and sending them out and um trying to get a job where i could where are you sending them to ad all yeah ad agencies all over the all over the, the u.s are they and the, the circular file do you think most times are they going in the trash or how i have are you no idea i would just look at well i would look at who the creative directors were i'd try to find that information out and i would send them um I'd send them like directly to them, my information, instead of trying to go through like HR or something like that. I would right. just directly to the source of someone that's going to say, hey, this person, I think they have some talent. Let's hire them or let's interview them or whatever. Um, so I had an interview in Kansas City. Uh, I'd interview in New York. Um, and then I had two interviews in Wisconsin. <laughs> Can you give us an idea of how many of these CDs you sent out? Oof. Is it like five or 50? It's like 50. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I want to do the numbers because if you have four interviews off of 50, right, we're talking like a really low percentage right Yeah. Now. So you got to, you got to get the numbers out. Yes. And okay. it's very competitive, very competitive. And at the time, like I said, I don't think my portfolio was as strong um, as other people, you know, vying for the same position. Um, but I was lucky that I got hired in Wisconsin. So I moved back to Wisconsin and, as, and I was hired as an art director. Were you from Wisconsin? Yes, I'm from Wisconsin. Okay. Yes. Um, so, But tell me about these four interviews. Why were, you, why were you chosen? Do you think, why were you chosen to interview for these? One of, them, like? one of them was a headhunter got it for me in the Kansas City. And then one, the one in New York, um, I just, I, I got on my own and I just, I flew there to interview. But I was like, this is not for me because they weren't going to pay very well. And I was like, there's no way I could live here on this salary. You lived in New York and you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I'm like this. No. Um, so, um, and another thing too, I learned <laughs> is that when you're a graphic designer versus an art director, you get paid less. Did you know that when you switched? I did not know that. Right. Cause how would you know? I wouldn't right? know that. Yeah. A lot less, like 50% yeah. less. I would, um, 75, like, I'd like maybe 75 to 50% value. less. Yeah. Okay. Um, for some reason they're not as valued as much. So, uh, art directors get paid a lot more. Um, do you think cause they're a client interface and I piece? think because I don't know, I don't know. I think because they're, it's the mind cause they're coming up with concepts. Okay. Um, 
for, you know, to like help sell these brands and make these companies money. So I think with a graphic designer, they just think, oh, you can just, um, you know, you just make the stuff look nice. Like you didn't come up with this idea, but that's not really true. <laughs> if you're good. If you're good. And because you have to have still have an idea if you're making something, if you're designing something. So I, they're just... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, right? Because I'm thinking, we were just talking about my logo before this, right? So yeah, and I'm saying like, I kind of want this, I kind of want that, but I, I haven't sketched anything out, right? Right. So it really is the graphic designer yeah. who has to make it come to life. Yeah, exactly. And, have, and you still have to have an idea, but I think people out there just... They don't, they don't think they really are valuable, I guess. So they're just, they, especially here in Orange County, when we moved here from Wisconsin, like they do not pay very well here and at all. going in the opposite direction too, in terms of what you're talking about. Like it's very expensive to live in Orange County yes. relative to places you can live in Wisconsin. So, exactly. Right, yeah. Going yeah. the wrong direction on both sides. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to like, just so people understand that, like if you want to be a designer, hopefully you have like, um, a rich parent or a rich significant other (laughs) to Uh, support you yeah well that's actually that's really important because um a lot of times i I also think about jobs that can carry you through your whole life though depending on whether you are uh, married and you've decided to let some one of the spouses be the breadwinner and the other spouse be um you know in charge of the other thousands of jobs that it takes to raise a family or whatnot but in in this case, this is a job, though, that you can do forever. Yes. You just might not get paid well. And you also probably aren't going to get paid incrementally better as you get... Are, are you going to get paid a lot more um, as you get better? Yes. Well, that's why people switch companies and, and agencies, because that's the way to get promoted. Um, most people do not stay places for more than a few years because they're not getting raises and they, they need to they need to start making more money. So they'll go to somewhere else. And you, I've heard this about ad agencies that you, that's pretty much, it's a two, kind of a two year assignment and then you switch and go to a different, yeah, pretty a different much. Place. But why don't they within just, they, because it's, well, what it's like it, so antithetical. Well, to me I think for, they're probably, I'm assuming their thought process is, um, you're getting then fresh, fresh blood, fresh blood, yeah. um, circulating through and you don't have to pay them more money you're, right. you're getting new talent um frequently and then you don't have to worry about having to keep the people that are there that are doing a good job for you keep them happy right and, you know and it's a desirable field so it's just like you're always going to have new people coming yes. into it and people yes. wanting to do it and make make a living that way okay so um so you get paid less as a as a graphic designer yes. than you would as an art director Correct. or creative director or either of those, right? Okay, so what happens is in Wisconsin? What is this job? Um, so I, it's uh, for a, a small uh, agency there. Um, their biggest client is Kimberly Clark. Um, and they other few smaller clients, but I was, um, you know, associate art director. That's what you get, uh, junior art director. That's how, like, how you get hired. It's the lowest level. Um, okay, so it's going to be associate or junior. Yes, is the designation for, and it'll be art, it'll say art director, but really what that is is a graphic designer. No, it's okay, it, it's basically like in you have to get promoted to be art director. Um, you start out as a junior art director or a, you know associate art director. That's your title, and but then your job is graphic design. No, um, your job is uh, I was doing concepting, like I was okay. doing yeah with um with the company as far as like uh, the different clients we had, I would come up with the idea and because it's a small agency also do the artwork as well. So now you're using though, what I'm wondering is if you hadn't done the 
the art director side at school first and then gone to, you know, graphic design would, you know, what's the, like, what's the continuum there? Would you have been able to get this job with just the graphic design piece? Um, I have no idea because I didn't, I, I had both. Right. So I, I, I don't know. Um, something helped me get in the door. So, um, I, I'm not sure exactly what yeah because i'm wondering caught their eye in, but that's what i'm asking yeah if you come in as a graphic designer and they but they're going to hire you as an art director i think i i believe i applied as an art director okay yeah i, I sold myself as that knowing that that's where the, the money is the, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah um but you still don't get i mean entry level two you don't get paid great but mm-hmm. that's just that's life that's you have to work your way up um so yeah i just i worked for that agency coming up with ideas for them and um, unfortunately, they closed. Um, they had a, uh, it was like 2008 when things were going bad. Crash. And Kimberly Clark took all their business away from the local co- companies, and they put it all into one agency in New York. So a lot of people went out of business because of that. Wow. So and they were a great place to work, great people. Um, so then I I went to a new place, which is a whole different other like animal. It was basically a a company that does, um, and they still. Aldi enough work with Kimberly Clark as well. Um, basically coming up with 3D designs. So like creating um, when you want to sell your product in Target and like what the, the end cap looks like um, before you go in the aisle and they're displaying the product and trying to get your attention or how things are on the shelf, like how you how you position the product. Yeah, presentation. So that was like a whole different way of thinking because instead of doing, you know, ads and just like 2D. 2D. Now I'm having to think in this 3D like world. So, did you like it? No. <laughs> it's a total, I didn't a like it. Completely different. Yeah. I yeah. Think, you know, like I said, you know, I think that's a marketing thing. That's a, you know, that's for someone who lives in a different space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was like I, I needed to find a job. So, sure. um, that's, um, and it's a cool, that's a cool, I didn't even know that people did that. I yeah. had no idea. So actually, thank you. That's, <laughs> I mean, I'll find one of those people because that's, that's really interesting. That yeah. There are people whose job it is to figure out how to present this in a way that's appealing, that gets people to buy stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I did not like that. And I didn't, it was a very um, male dominated place. Um, I don't think they liked <laughs> aggressive women with opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, I did have a lot of projects that I did that the customers liked and they bought. And like I knew I was doing a good job because you had to work there at least a year before you got a bonus. And I had only been there a short time and the owners still gave me somewhat of a bonus okay. to say, hey, we know you're doing a good job. But I butted heads with the creative directors a lot. And um, so I was I was let go. Right. And it <laughs> happens. It you totally know? happens. Yeah. Is it a male dominated industry? Yes, completely, completely. Like um, not not anymore. I shouldn't even say banking anymore. But like when I was doing it, it was like I yeah. was the only person ever at, at any industry function. I mean, yeah, it's getting better, but it's still a lot, a lot of men. So another reason to have thick skin, <laughs> right? If you're, yeah, if you're a woman trying to get into that field. Okay, so then, um, and I love that you are forthcoming with that because I I want people to really take that in too. I mean, to say like, well, I was like a you know, it happens. It happens to the best of us. It's mm-hmm. not a personal affront. It, it's just an invitation to the next step of your life. Right? Absolutely. So, um, so as you're invited, you were invited <laughs> to the next st- stage of your life. Yes. Where did you and where did you go? So I was working in the Green Bay area because um, that's where I'm from. 
Um, and then I decided to move and I got a job um, in the Milwaukee area. So I went and this is a branding agency. So also another. So what's the difference? So tell us. Um, the difference and how is, are you getting a job in a branding agency? What's the difference? And then how do you well, they, position yourself? There's different websites that uh, the companies will list when they're hiring. And this was an art director. Um, but uh, so it just, I mean, you still come up with ideas for campaigns and stuff. Um, but you're also a part, it's like a, a two-way thing where you're, the client's coming to you to say, hey, recreate my look, my brand. So you have to think of a way to come up with an idea and have it work across all mediums. So it works for ad, it works for brochure, it works for a website, it works for TV, like it works for in all areas. And um, so you come up with that idea first and then you also are coming up with the concepts on how to sell that, sell that as well. So that's, I mean, they, it wasn't like um, I was looking for a brand agency. I was just looking for a job. So and it just happened that this was available and they hired me. I didn't really exactly know what I would be doing, but then I, I learned the importance of branding on top of just concepting ads too. Yeah. You strike me as a figure it out kind of person. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, just get me in there. I'll, I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sail. Did you like it? Yes, I did. I mean, I liked it a lot. It's just that again, um, not got great pay <laughs> and they were very, um, stingy with vacation. I mean, I had, I was there for two and a half years and they only gave me a week vacation. Whoa. Is that typical in the industry? Um, no. And then like, they just weren't very fair. Um, another girl that started like maybe a month before me had three weeks. It was just very, I say, arbitrary. Very, yeah. Just, I Which mean, I think is illegal. <laughs> I, yeah. It's just, it was crazy. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, my first, I think, yeah. Cause I, my first year, my interview or my review, I was like, can I please have more vacation? And they're like, no. And then when I, my, my second year, um, but I knew I was going to be leaving. I was looking for more jobs. Um, I asked, they finally gave me two weeks after two years. And I was like, that's just crazy. Right. Like, you know, um, so, and what are the hours like? Let me, let me understand. That's another thing. Yeah. With agencies, um, bigger ones, I think are going to be more, um, more hours, more hours. Um, you are, you are working a lot at smaller agencies too, because you're kind of at whatever the client wants. Cause we're the deadlines. there for deadlines and you're there to make the client look good. So if they come in last minute because they messed up, that's on us to fix it. So they look good for their boss kind of a thing. Are you getting so, overtime? Oh no. You're salaried. <laughs> yeah. So you could be, the, I mean, there's times around zero to like two in the morning. I mean, you just, sometimes you just, that's what you have to do to get the work done for the presentation the next day. And usually at the bigger agencies, if you're up all night doing that and to have it ready for the client, they let you go home then after the presentation, not at the smaller agencies. They're just like, like this one particular was like, you stay and work your day. It's like, I only have three hours of sleep, you know? That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's just a, a mindset, like a small thinking way of approaching business. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you want people to be fresh. You want them to be happy and they'll do better work for you and everyone yeah. else around them. Yeah. But maybe it's hard to get that point. Across. It's hard. I mean, and like, they didn't pay great at the first place I worked at, but it was a great environment and like they treated you well and like you just, it was a different atmosphere. So, um, this being a, a, a second smaller agency, it was just a different vibe. And I wasn't, I'm not the only employee. Like I know people that work there still or have left. They're the same reasons I did. Just totally. not happy. Is the job grueling enough that you really need to be in an environment that's, you know, positive and supportive yes, and that kind of thing? Absolutely. So talk about that a little bit because I, I want to get a, a sense of, you know, is it really stressful? Is it like you say before thankless it, like what what's like the yeah it, yeah the it's very itself? stressful um so if you can be in a, an environment that 
you fast feel paced. comfortable in. Oh, very fast paced. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're doing our, you you have to also have to keep track of your hours for what client, because you're billing these clients. Like billable hours for yes. attorneys. Yes, exactly. So, um, and that can be stressful too, because you don't want, if you, you can get talked to for spending way too much time on something that you didn't know was going to take that long and we're billing the client for it, but you, you know, they talk to you about it, like your career directors and like, Hey, this, this took too long. Like you can't be doing this. So like, Sometimes I just fudge hours, right? <laughs> like that I wasn't working on it for so long because, well, because right, because that bill then goes to the client. And the client's going to talk to the whoever's in charge. Yeah, and say, we're not paying this. Why exactly. Am I pay, you know, for four hours of work yeah. and something that you legitimately said yeah. it should take thirty minutes. <laughs> exactly. So it's like I would I would say I was doing other work like administrative stuff because I don't want to give a product on the company. Yeah. To someone that looks bad because I. I I wanted to make sure I took the needed time to get it right, and I would stay after hours, but I would not. I wouldn't like log that for the client. I would just that would just be my own time. This is super helpful because I didn't even realize that that you work that way in billable time. Yeah, I, I assumed that the client paid. Okay, so we're going to pay fifty grand for this campaign or whatever. Here's your money and figure it out. And sometimes they do. Sometimes okay. clients are on a retainer, okay. and you just they just pay us monthly fee, and then you just do the work for them as needed. But you're probably so, still going to get talked to and how you spend your time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, but you need, yeah, like I said, you need a positive attitude. And like, they for some reason, I don't know why companies think this, but they think that it's better to have all the designers and art directors in the same room and that they're going to collaborate and like um, come up with better ideas. It doesn't work that way. Like, we would love to have just our own office, <laughs> shut the door and just like do our work. And when you want to co- collaborate with someone, you just go into an office, like a conference room or whatever, and talk there. Like, it just more really... like a brainstorming session. Like, let me throw it, bounce an idea off you. Exactly. Not like, let's sit in this space and like create a new whole thing. Exactly. It's very distracting. I would think it's too. incredibly distracting. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know why they do that. And then they give other people offices, and it's just very, it's tough. And um, it can get, like I said, it can get very stressful. And there are days where like people break down because <laughs> it's hard yeah. and you don't have your own space to just kind of close the door and like be away from the world for a little bit just to like try and, you know, just deal with the pressure. So that can be an issue too. Like I, I my, me and another woman I worked with were talked to separately about having, <laughs> you know, being over emotional sometimes with right. stuff. And it's hard when. It's a heavy load. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're asking you, if any of anyone listening has worked under deadlines for um, clients to any degree of um, nastiness, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> I'll use that word uh, because clients can be super. Demanding. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and the the mean ones are really mean, you know, and they're just like, what? They don't they don't care if you if you sleep. They don't care if you you know ever you know get a a donut they don't care about anything no they want their product delivered and i get that i get that they have you know their whole they, they have their whole things to supply but it's very helpful for people to realize the kind of environment that you're in and the kind of energy that you need yes to be there every day right yeah absolutely and the other thing too is that we don't we didn't talk to the clients like the creative directors and the account executives go and the account executives, they're like the mediator between us and the client. And they can, they, they don't know what we, they don't know what we do. Which is and unfortunate. It they is. They really should spend time with you. Yeah. And they promise things 
that they shouldn't be promising. This is typical sales. Yeah, stuff. it's just yeah, so yeah, it's frustrating. And then they promise this stuff and they leave it to go home at five o'clock, and you're stuck there. And they've taken their commission on the on the sale and uh, whatever you know. it is. Yeah, and then we're sit, we're there <laughs> working, there implementing. Yeah, exactly. So it, it that can be frustrating. Um, so once I kind of I was kind of just the point where I was done with working for agencies, um, and I wanted to work in house because I knew it would be better pay. I knew it would be better benefits and I knew it would be less stressful because the client is you. You're working on the actual, like you, you know, you're designing for yourself, basically that your product. Um, so when you say in-house, just let people know what that means. So like when you work in house, like, um, like some, like places will have like their own marketing department within their company, like usually a bigger company. Yes. So like, let's say like, well, target, let's say like you work in house for target, they have their own, you know, marketing team that does ads and designs and all that kind of stuff. So you would, you would only be working on target. That's it. You know, because that's your, that's your, that's what you work for. And you don't have to worry about clients, um, or other, or other products because you're just focused on that one. Basically so you just have one boss probably. And yeah, one person to deal with. And yeah. Like, like for instance, with target, then you would work on the, the packaging for the target products, Correct. you know, the things yeah. that they private label or whatever. And I shouldn't, I mean, I, I, I never worked there, so I guess I can't speak for them, but I was just trying to give an example no, absolutely. of like, I think that's really helpful. What, what would be like to, what it means to work in house. They're an obvious company. They're in the public domain. We can yeah. use them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're listed. Aren't they public? But anyway, they're in the public domain. We yes. definitely talk about target, but exactly like a company like that in a consumer based, uh, company like target is yes I, I yes would think about that or that you know everyone knows their weekly ads and all that stuff so there are people who work within that company mm-hmm. doing that just for them yes or yes. bloomingdale's or whoever yes okay. whoever yeah so um i started looking for places to work in-house and i was living in the milwaukee area but i just did not like where i was living and i wanted to move back to madison because that's where I, I went to undergrad and i just i missed it so they were hiring um this place called Oroscoptic, um, and it's uh, it's a company that it's a dental company, and they make uh, the loops that dentists use, uh, the, the magnifying loops when they're. Um, so they're my husband uses these. He's a oh, surgeon, right? So you yeah. have the glasses, and then on top of the glasses are these little cones, yes, looking things, and those are the loops, just like some a diamond expert would use yes. a little loop, right, to look at uh, inside of a diamond for occlusions and things like that. Yeah. Right? So they're so they make those. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So uh, I saw they were hiring and it was it's for- a very specific product. I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they needed um, a designer and a trade show, trade show coordinator. So- um, Was this one job? Designer and trade show coordinator? Yeah. And I'll, I'll get into that. Okay. That was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> sounds, that doesn't sound like that goes together. No, it doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm game. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, that means I'll probably get paid more and whatever right. else. So I did- get, I mean, I got- Paid significantly more than what I was making at that small agency. And Better did you benefits to because you're going in house. Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah, for a corporation, a big corporation, because they're a part of Danaher, which is a huge dental platform. It's I think it's the biggest in the country. I see. So, so benefits, all that stuff, is yes. going to come along with that. But the in house jobs probably you you don't get there without having your bulk of experience. I I, I can't. I don't. I, wonder. I have okay. no idea. Yeah, I can't answer that. Um, so they needed a, a designer to come in and besides the trade show and, um, I, I, I loved it cause I was just, I was helping to, I created the whole new branding for them. Of course with, you know, say from my boss and stuff too, the marketing department. Um, but, it but was, they didn't have other people doing your job. 
No. Yeah. So you it was just me. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. So just trying to recreate a brand. It, they're kind of known as the Cadillac of loops in the dental industry and surgical uh, um, industry. So we needed to design a, a brand that showed that because currently it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> so um, Medical is, I think, notoriously terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, for the amount of, well, I shouldn't say that because, you know, there's some companies like Allergan and stuff that do an amazing job, but right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, so uh, like I said, turn it around to make it just be a better brand that people are, they already were buying it. You know, people already knew it was a good product, but we should be reflecting that when we're out in the public eye. We should look like the, like the great brand that they are. So I worked um, on doing pretty much everything, like um, their ads, business cards, um, brochure, website, banner ads, you know, email blasts, like all that stuff. So, banner ads on the website? Yes. Okay. Like banner ads like um, that flash, you know, um, like, uh, um, you know, when you go to sites and there's ads that pop up, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Or you, you've subscribed to an email and then you get an email blast. Blast, yep. So all the, anything you can think of that has to do with like trying to market for this for this company, I was in charge of designing, including our trade show booth, um, which is good that I was able to design that. But the trade show part of it was very difficult because I had to travel to all the major shows and set up this stuff. <laughs> And now you're like a grip. I think yeah. Like now I'm roadie. like, now I'm like, I'm like labor force. Um, <laughs> I've done it. It is just a, it's a roadie. That's manual labor. Yeah. It's, it's was not fun. Um, so I'd have to go early and then I'd have to stay late and I'd see these, you know, the sale reps just kind of pop in and out and like treat me like an assistant, which I did not appreciate. Yeah. Give me a coffee. Hey, yeah. Run down and get me um, something. Next time. Can you get a different kind of gum? And like just stuff oh where goodness. I was like, uh, no. And oh, wow. I, I, I'm not. I'm not good at that. So I, I like, no, good at the differential. Yeah. I'm like, you can get your own gum then. Like, (laughs) I'm just not good at that kind of a treatment. (laughs) And, um, and so I had to set it up and then I had to be the one directing the booth. So trying to get like, there'd be a line and we were always the busiest booth at these shows because it's every day. It was so busy. Just give people an idea of a trade show. So a trade show for a, a medical, so that's a bunch of dentists, right? Going yep. to like Vegas or, or and, wherever. Yeah. Hygienists, um, surgeons. Dental. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. OMFs, whatever. Okay. So, um, so they're all these, so, and they're in like a big convention center yeah. or something, right? And there's, so people can, they, I'm sure they've seen them, but just to give them a visual. So it's booth after booth, after booth, after booth, selling their wares of like yes. whatever people have. Yes. So you might have this, someone else might have a chair that yeah, they exactly. sell. Someone else yes. might have the dental lights that go over the top. Yep. Someone else might have cabinets that they put in and you exactly. know, all the accoutrement. And they're just lines, rows and rows of these vendors yes ready to yes. sell so you're one of these one many. of these and we're usually at the busiest of all the there's just lines of people like i'd have to like try and coordinate the line um because and i would get talked to by my boss about this but i didn't care because i a lot of times people don't realize this but dentists are they're not very nice people <laughs> and it's weird because I, my mom's a dentist and she's like the nicest so person <laughs> in the world. And I, so when I see these other people in like the, in the real world, these dentists, they're very entitled and they didn't think they'd have to stay in line and they try to cut in and like and bypass the line to get their service. And I'd have to be like, no, you, you can't do that. Like there's a line here. People are, have been waiting longer than you. And they didn't like that. 
and they would come. But now your waitress skills. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, you just yeah. don't know where these skills are going to come in. And, <laughs> yeah. like, that's perfect that you had that. You, <laughs> you had that. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as nice as I possibly could be, but apparently, no matter how nice you are, they're going to have an issue with it. Yeah. But then I have to go through the line, be like, hey, who's here to buy loops? Who's here for repairs? So we would get them in the right direction. So we'd have six booths that so they'd sit down with the sales rep and it could take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour per customer because they're trying on different loops. They have to and get the, their the measurements. Are expensive. Yeah, oh, it's expensive. Oh, my product, God. And it's a big At investment. At least like $2,000. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a big investment. Yes. Um, and so on top of me trying to coordinate, I'm also helping with repairs. So it's just all over the place. Using your art <laughs> skills. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that was, I mean, and I also was in charge of keeping uh, the numbers, like all the sales we did every day. And like, I was like, I didn't go to, that's <laughs> not what right. I want to do. Now you're an analyst. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm in charge of Finance. like this, like the sales every day, like what we do. Um, did you realize that you were going to be in charge of all that? Or no. just that they had a warm body? So then they're like, hey, you know what? You could do this. We need this done. Oh, Katie's there. Great. Give it to her. No, that was part of the job. I mean, I knew. Okay. Um, but I guess I really didn't know the extent. Because you I didn't also, know what it even was. I didn't know. And I had to also like break down not only the total sales, but break down what each sales rep did because there was a contest, you know, of who sold the most and whatnot. And I also had to make dinner reservations and make hotel reservations. And it was just, it was a lot um, to deal with. And then I'm like, I just want to do art. <laughs> right. Which is interesting because you think you're going to a bigger company so that you could have kind of this, you know, very specific work. Yes, life. exactly. And now you're at the bigger company, which there's now there's all kinds of jobs and work that needs to be done in a big company. Yeah. And if you're skilled, what they always say, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Exactly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, I love the art part of it. I loved that. My job, like when I'd be back and designing stuff, I loved that. I just wasn't into the trade show stuff at all and managing that because it was just like two different jobs. Completely. Two different skills. So how did, but you had done the artwork for the trade show? Yeah. All mm -hmm. the work there was yours. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how did you manage your, this job then? How, what happened? You just do it. Did you kind of, <laughs> but did you transition out of it? Did you like, is this what you're still doing now? No, or? I'm not. Okay. Um, so, um, I was looking for a new job in the area cause I was, I just wanted to because do art. The trade show piece. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's like, I just didn't. And like, um, my boss had also, she realized that I should not be doing these two jobs. Like she didn't, she thought it was ridiculous as well. So she tried to like convince her boss, like, Hey, you know, all the money we're spending on we had like a, a sister company or, not, well, sorry, no, that's the wrong word. We hired a company to take care of all the small trade shows because a third party. there's so many, there's so many uh, around the country and in the world. And she said, basically, we could save money by hiring somebody to do this for what we're paying for the third company to take care of us for us. And then just put Katie just on art. And he said, no. So, he said no. I think he said she's no. the most amazing trade show no, I have no, ever had. I have no idea. But no, no, no. That's not what happened. But uh, <laughs> definitively, so I was I like, um, shoot. Okay, so shoot. So. Yeah. So then, uh, how I got to here now? Um, it's like okay. So we're in Orange County, and then this is—is is this the transition? This is, in, this is in Madison, Wisconsin. So okay. So now you're still in Madison. Yeah. You're going to get a job there. And I met my boyfriend at that job I was working at. Okay. And he, well, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. there was a reason. That then. reason. Exactly. Okay, I mean, so I, I, mean I love the art part of it. Yeah, that was great. And he got promoted and we out here. Um, so then we moved from Madison um, to Orange County for his promotion. Okay. And we worked for the same company. So there's a sister company in Orange, actually in Orange, California. Um, 
and I knew they needed designers. I knew they were, they had a lot of work backed up. So we kind of knew I could probably get in there um, because they needed help. And I already been with the company. the company anyway. So um, I, I just interviewed um, to be a, a contract designer for them. And it was just like a transition just to the next, you know, just to a sister company. So now I'm working um, on the packaging side for um, Kerr Dental. So I'm helping with designing what package, packaging. What kind of packaging did you work? Um, for like dental, dental products. So like um, all the things, I mean, that dentists use, cements, composites, um, uh, anything that they're doing with, with your mouth, like fillings or anything they're, they're, you, they would buy to, to work on your teeth. So, um, like not instruments per se, but like the products they're using in your mouth, like the little fluoride stuff that they put. Yes, like, fluoride stuff, or like a little like new. What don't they replace? Like the little tabs when they give you when they polish your teeth, like all. The yes, <laughs> yes, and okay. like and like curing lights and. Um, oh right, those little blue things. Yeah, that they put in your mouth. Yeah, now? all different like stuff like that that they use for different procedures or what they're going to use for a filling or for a crown or for. Um, a, a root canal, all that kind of stuff. So that's what um, that's what they, they they make, and that's what we're selling packaging for for the dentists. And it's all professional based. You don't do any consumer products now. With, with that, it just goes to the dentist. You don't yes, do like correct. toothpaste or anything. No, like that no, for, no. Just just for other people. Just straight to the dentist. Yes. Okay. And you, when you said you're a contractor, so tell me a little bit about that. Are you you're not an employee with them? No, I'm a temp. Okay. So basically. How- so how does that work? They what are your hours like? I'm just like, uh, nine, nine to six every day. Yes. Okay. So I'm basically That's lovely. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm it's they have me there for another year, so I'm just kind of like just fine right now. Like it's very low stress, so it's been nice. Um, and since I'm a temp, I can kind of come and go as I want. Like if we want to take a vacation or something, like I just if I'm not there, I don't get paid. So. I see. It, it's kind of... That's nice flexibility. Yeah, but yeah. you pay for that in a way. Exactly. Right? But, yes, you do. Um, but I still get benefits through the, the um, agency that placed me there. Um, so it's, it's... And I when we moved here, I said... I Because I, I didn't really want to move here. <laughs> and I just said... No I'm, offense. All us Orange County. No, <laughs> no. I just... I just... I knew it was going to be really expensive. And I knew the traffic was going to be terrible. And I just said, I'm not... That's a very different life from Madison. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm just like if we're moving here, I'm like, you're driving. I'm like, I am, I refuse to sit in this traffic. So we probably think we probably know I'm going to be working in orange. So we're living in orange. <laughs> yeah. You want to live like uh, two blocks away. Yeah, exactly. Like block, block right I was there. like, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> Which is a nice, that's a good choice. That's a good option. Because yeah. Orange is beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> not where you live. You, I don't, I think they're, you gotta pick the other neighborhood. I know. I, I, there's parts of orange that are just sketchy. And there's um, parts of orange that are amazing. Yeah, really there cool. are. They're really, yeah. Like the old time. Yeah, Charming exactly. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. You just have to drive a little ways up, but we didn't really know. We just kind of threw a, threw a, cause we're so used to going, we kind of knew the area as it was because that's where one of the conventions is. The trade shows is at the Anaheim convention, convention center. center. So we kind of knew that area already. So we were kind of comfortable with it, but I, I could go back. I'd pick a different area of orange, but right, um, and then walk. Yeah, figure, exactly, yeah, exactly. Easily walk to work. So yeah, so now I'm just I'm a contract designer. I'm I need to, like I told you in my email, I need to redo my website. Um, so I have to start within the next for year. your personal side. Yes, mean. my personal. Because now you could like you're positioned that you could work. Like if someone wanted to hire you to do something to you know make a brochure or make a logo, like we were talking about. Yeah, you could do that. Oh yeah. 
I do that. I can do that. To anybody. Well, I can do that anyway. Even if I was full time with somebody, I would just do that in my off hours. So I'm like okay. I'm, I'm always I'm always never freelancing. Any, like, conflict of interest for that. No, that's and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even tell them like my employer. I would just right. if they that's not their it's business. Se- as long yeah. as it's completely separate. It's completely separate. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it on their time. So what I'm doing in my personal time is for you know that's that's not not their business. So you have a website that is. is what's the reason for the website that you have? That's for um you that's what you need now when you're trying to apply for jobs. So you okay. need to have a, a, a working website um, and that to show becomes them. your portfolio. That basically? becomes your portfolio. So, and you and right now, like mine's, a, it's just it's a the host that I'm with. It's just not very good for what I'm trying to display for my work. So I need to switch it to a different like Squarespace or something like that. Um, so it's easier because if your website's hard to navigate through, like for someone that's not in the industry, it probably doesn't seem that hard to navigate through. But if you're a creative director and they are having problems with your page loading or something, they're just going to go to the next person. Like they don't, they don't have enough time. I was time. about that with your CD a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. That's what yeah. I said. Does it just hit the circular file? They just don't, they don't have time for that. So they just will go to the next candidate. So there are some um, web hosting companies that are graphics based or for designers. That yes. Are oh, just, absolutely. They yeah. have what more RAM or whatever they just, yeah, just just a better yeah better um uh bandwidth better um i, I forgot how it's called when it's how they how it functions um it's just but they're specifically made for like your industry yes yeah but and anybody can use it though. i mean right. anybody any industry could go in and make their own website but yeah that's i'm just thinking if someone's getting started and they kind of wanted to play around with this and you know put up some of their own work yeah they might as well start with somewhere that they can stay yeah so i would it's like squarespace i would or, say squarespace yeah for sure um, cause that's my, my friend, the one who got me into this field, she's a executive creative director in New York. And she, you know, she tells me all the time, like, well, do Squarespace or do this, do that. So I know that I'm doing the right things to get hired. Well, who does she work for? She works for Fallon. Is What is that? It's an agency. They, um, they're, okay. they're big in Minneapolis, but they, her and her, her writing partner, they were hired to, they just moved there recently to, um, get the New York office up and running. Okay. And that was called a what? Executive? What did you Executive Creative Director. Executive. So that's like that's pretty that high up. level. Pretty high up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then you could probably be like the senior executive, whatever. Yeah. Exa- ex- executive Creator. And I think be- like over that is going to be like the owner or the principals. Um, I'm not exactly sure what, what her boss's title is, but she's pretty high up there in the industry. Okay. So th- I'm just getting because there's all kinds of ways that you can go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. You know, cause you- that's the goal you want to be, if you're an art director, then you, you eventually, you want to be a creative director that that's your goal. So, and then it's just a matter of how close you want to be to the art, like to, to mm-hmm. the, to the work itself, how much you want to interface with clients, how mm-hmm. much, if you want to own your own uh, agency, which yes. I guess is an option at some point, right? It is an option. Yeah, or absolutely. Freelance. Yep. Yep. There's so many different ways you can go. Um, but again, she's she makes a good living, but she working for a big agency. She works a lot of hours, so people Does have she to realize that. Too? Oh yes, so it's travel hours. Yes, so like, you, people have to keep that in mind. Um, that's like I said, one reason I went in house because I, I was like I'll work my I'll work my butt off while I'm here, but when it's time to go, it's time to go because right. you need to have a work life balance. Some people. Yeah, <laughs> some, some people. people I do. Their life. I know. Right. So, but and that's really helpful because if you're that. If you're that hard driving person and the the benefit for you is in the work itself, then great. I'll, I'll work you know twelve hour days and yeah. over and over and over as long as I'm getting paid. As long you know, exactly have different reward systems, yeah, right? Yeah. And your reward system is 
is work life, calm, balance, all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and when I was working crazy hours too, I wasn't getting paid like I should. So yeah, if you're getting paid, great. I'll, I'll stay and do the work. But if you're not going to pay me, then there, this is just kind of just going nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's an just, exercise. You're, you're just utility. stressing well, yourself I guess out. That's where you really have to look inside and say, like, what is? Why am I willing to do this? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. And I guess too, with I mean, with clients and stuff, like a lot of times you have to do what they want. They think they know better than you, but they're hiring you, so they really don't. <laughs> but they'll be like, "Oh, my my daughter had this great idea for our ad," and then, like, you just kind of have to do it and just bite your lip and not use the market research you have because they. They think they know what they're doing when they really don't. <laughs> um, but not not all clients are bad. No, but that's Some really clients too, are... because that's that. that I, I think people really have to get this because it's to be able to to do what you love and and make a living at it. So to be able to do art, there are sacrifices that come with that. And this would be an example of yeah. those sacrifices. You might have the greatest idea, or you might have exceptional art skills, but there are other things that just take precedent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it helps with freelancing because then you can kind of, you have more flexibility to do what you want. And same with, I mean, it's just, it, that's kind of a way to get your creative. If, if you feel like you're not getting that in your job at, at an agency or wherever you work, that's a way to also get your creative energy out by doing stuff like that on the side. Right. But then if you're freelancing only, then you have all the risk of, you know, like not getting paid. If exactly. No hiring you, exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think as we kind of like close out and thinking about, I, I'm just loving all this experience because I don't know anything about <laughs> art. I mean, I, I love art museums, but I don't know anything about this space yeah. um, other than hiring people to do, you know, to work, to make brochures and does, design websites and all that kind of right. stuff. So if you were going to give people some really good advice, if you're, um, let's say you're in high school right now, or you're in college right now, or... Maybe you're um, a little bit older. Maybe you're in your 40s and you've always loved art and you're just like, you know, I just want to figure out how to like make this change. What's the advice at various stages or would it all be the same for everyone? Um, I would say if you're in high school, um, if you go to under if you go to undergrad, I would try to do something art based um, as a major because you're going to be ahead of the game when you get to portfolio school you'll you'll just have so much more background like if you've already been designing and stuff in undergrad then you already have that skill set um because i know people that did that when i went to school with and they ended up leaving early because they didn't need to be there the whole time and then it costs you less it costs you less yes um so i would say that because that gets you ahead of the game um i guess um if you've already graduated then you're just gonna and you haven't had any kind of art experience, you're just kind of going, like I did, um, cold feet in. I mean, you just have to do the work. Like, I guess that's my advice is just, you just have to be, know that you're going to be doing a lot of work and it's going to be a lot of your own time teaching yourself. Um, and same thing, I guess, for someone in their 40s, I, I guess you're, you have to learn, you have to go to portfolio school and you just have to do the work, basically, and, and know that there might be a chance you might not get, not get hired. Cause it's, Does it matter where you go to school? Is it like uh, is it like college where um, some, some schools have an excellent reputation and other schools don't, or just because no, it's work based? Well, Miami Ed School is known in the industry; like they're known as uh, as a good portfolio school to go to. Um, but um, that that doesn't really matter. It's more it's your work, and it's just it is a competitive field, and 
where you live too and stuff like like living here in, in California, there are a lot of designers out here. So it's, it's the industry yeah, too with Hollywood. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you have to be able to know like, and not just go in the mindset of someone's always going to be better than you. Like that's just how that, the world works. So you just have to know that you don't get discouraged and you just keep, keep at it. And I mean, eventually it'll, it'll happen, but you just have to make sure you know, there'll, there'll probably be some disappointment trying to find jobs. That's super helpful too in this age because I think people, you know, with social media and like with all the internet, you look on, you're like, oh my gosh, that that art is amazing or that campaign is fantastic, and I wouldn't have thought of that. How do they even do that? Whatever, but not to get discouraged because so what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, good for them. Right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's not space. Exactly. Like you'll find some someone will someone will see your work and be like, okay, yeah, I, I want to hire you. You know, so you just have to be diligent and putting out your resume and just know that you're when I don't even know how many thousands of people are also applying for the same job. So it's just, it's just, it's tough. So you have, people have to know that. Right. But if you're talented and you're willing to work hard and you can put together a portfolio, what, what I find so appealing about it, it, it is, um, based on the work. Yes. You know, so many things in life are not. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's based on, it's based on your work. Um, and that doesn't mean that your work is good or bad. It just, you know, like you said, like someone might like it. Someone might. It's subjective. Uh, right. Yeah. Someone it's, else it's might not subjective. like it. Subjective. Yeah. But it's still getting, just getting a body of work out there. Exactly. And like another thing I should say too, is that, um, in my experience and maybe things have changed, but, um, to not put your picture on your website. Cause it's like, you, it shouldn't even be about that's super interesting too. About okay. you, you should. It should be about your work. Like nothing distracting. So like even on the on your, if you had an about section, no picture of you. I'd say no. Just, it's just. It's. I think it shows an ego, um, and they do not want high egos, um, preferably. So that's just my advice. I mean, things have could have changed. No, but I, I, love I don't it. know. But that's really practical um, and helpful. We were told just don't put a picture of yourself on your website, right? Because they're not. They're not. They're hiring your work. Yes. <laughs> I don't, they're not hiring. It shouldn't you. matter what you look like. <laughs> right. Well, right. Like you're not a, a client, you know, based person and things like that where mm-hmm. they might be like, oh, are you smiley? Are you happy? Are you this? They're just, they want to see your work. Exactly. And then they can figure out if you're someone who flows in their company. Exactly. And all those kinds of things. Yeah. I guess if you're sitting in the pool with everyone else, we should talk to some of the space designers to like get them to design a better uh, a better agency environment where it's not everyone in the same room. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> That'll be my next my next task. I'll get someone to do that. Okay. And at any la- any other last last words, I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah. Last words I would say, which this would go for anybody, but I didn't know this <laughs> until later in my career. When you go to an interviewer and they say, "Tell me about yourself," they don't mean like where you went to high school and your background. They mean like work wise. <laughs> So don't make that mistake because I've done that. What happened? So you went in and they were like, oh, tell me about yourself. And you're like, well, I'm from Madison or I went to school in Madison. Yeah, exactly. You just like, yeah, you just tell them about your personal life. And then they're like, that's not what I meant. Like, so just to save yourself embarrassment, just make sure it's all about your work history. I love this. Okay. So if someone asked you, if I asked you right now, tell me about yourself. Can you give me a quick, uh, your quick elevator speech on tell me about yourself? What would you say? Um, well, I would, I mean, so Katie, yeah, it is helpful though, yourself. because I, because I did go to Wisconsin I mean, they're, they're everywhere and the, and like that does help if somebody went to school there as sure, well, but that's just a talking point to get yeah, them engaged, exactly. right? Yeah. So it's like, I went to, went to undergrad for journalism and then I worked for a few years, went to ad school and then I just go into like everything I've, I've done 
just sum it up very quickly to where I'm point where I'm interviewing now with this person. So like a verbal resume. Yes. Yeah. But quick, short, to the point. Yep. And give them what like little talking points that they can peel out exactly like oh i want to hear about that or i want tell me more about this Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff exactly that's great advice that's great advice especially for people who haven't had that question asked to them i think it's it's such a common question i don't even know why people ask it i know (laughs) but i'm not an expert i just don't know why they ask it i don't know why they don't just ask the question that they want the answer to but yeah that's excellent excellent advice okay my final question okay if you had a magic wand and you could do anything, go anywhere, have your life, work life, be any way you wanted, what would it be or what would the elements of it be? Or would you be doing something completely different? I think I would be doing something different. If I could do it all over again, I mean, I, I still I still like, like what I do. Sure. But I'd rather be in the fashion world. I would have rather have gone that direction. Um, but I mean... And That's, what drives that? I just love it. I just love like, just I just love the creation of it and like the the thought behind it, the design, just like the creativity. I just I just find it fascinating. Designing actual clothes? Not clothes. I mean, but be like a part of like how we're going to brand that, how we're going to you know get this in the marketplace, stuff like that. But like, it specialize in, in fashion versus like any product that comes you know from the consumer client. products. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, that kind of goes along the same way. It's very artistic and very creative. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine. So that's like the Cinderella wand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. So Katie Evenson, thank you so much for being with us. This has been incredibly insightful and I am sure you're helping a lot of people. And I really want to thank you and tell you how appreciative I am of you being here. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will get a wealth of information. Plus it's just nice. It's just cool to hear about something that's so different from what most of us are doing on a daily basis. You have great skills and great fun, interesting conversation. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Great fun. I see a line of cars and they are painted black With flowers and my love hope never to come back So you just heard a really, I think, a really cool episode of what it is to be a graphic designer because Katie Evenson was on with us and she just had a really, I think, a wealth of information. This is a space that I know nothing about. And I feel like if my kid came to me right now and said, hey, mom, I want to make art for a living, I would know what to say. So from her excellent information, I have just gone through and pulled out some of these excerpts from you so I can kind of give you a little synopsis and remind you really what we talked about and give you some of the clear tips of what she had to to say about being a graphic designer. So one of the things that we love to do on this podcast is to allow you the opportunity to learn from the mistakes of others and learn from their experience so that you don't go and make the same mistake because there's no reason for that. You should be able to take someone else's advice or their experience and then apply it in your own life and not make the same mistake. So one of the things that Katie obviously has been able to figure out is how to make how to make a living um, by doing art. So here she is talking about how she maybe didn't quite know that when she started. When I growing up and I would always take art and I loved art classes. Um, I loved painting um, and just doing that kind of stuff. But I didn't know how to make that work as a job. Mm-hmm. So I just never thought about that, that I could do that. Um, so I just I went to undergrad and. Uh, I, I liked writing as well, so I just majored in journalism, 
And then once I got to those classes where I actually was doing what I'd have to be doing out in the field for that uh, career, I didn't like it. Interesting. So I was like, well, I'll just graduate and I'll work for a couple of years and to figure out where I'm going to go, like to figure out how. I knew I wanted to do some kind of art, but I didn't know how. So that is what this podcast is all about, is seeing if you have an interest in art or in anything, that there is an avenue that you can can figure out so you don't go to school. Not that there's anything wrong with a journalism degree for sure, but Katie could have fast-tracked it a little bit more than, than that. And I think that is really what she is telling you. So what we learned on this podcast was that portfolio school is something that you do if you would like to make a living from art and that in in graphic arts, that really it's your work that speaks for itself rather than what is on your resume per se. So listen to Katie talking a little bit about, you know, why it doesn't matter where you went to school or even if you went to college. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if you if you went to school. Right. I mean, they want to see what, what how your mind works, like how you think. So the whole idea behind this is the idea of concepting and bringing ads to life. And that is through the art itself and also through the the big idea of what is that ad going to convey or what is that image going to convey? Or, you know, there's copywriters in this space. There's photographers in this space. There's website designers in this space. It's it's insanely creative area and really, I think, exciting. So listen to her talking about the idea of concepting, and then we'll move on to some examples. What I like about it is that they hammer down, like, come up with a concept. Like, we don't want to see a pretty piece of work. We want to see a sketched out, like, marker. Like, uh, sketch out your idea with markers. Because if the idea is strong enough, it'll come across. Um, So we, you know, worry later about what it looks like. Interesting. We want to make sure you have a concept first, that it makes sense for the product. So cool. Just to give you an idea of some of the things that they help you with in portfolio school when you're learning how to apply this art as a living. And then listen to Katie talking about some of the examples, some of the cool stuff that she has developed herself. So, for example, we had um, Crayola as uh, a... a, Crayons. Yes, Crayola Crayons. Come up with a concept to to sell this product. And my partner and I came up with... um, Because newspapers are failing. Like more, right. more and more. Print, yeah. So we came up with the idea that um, let's uh, try to get newspapers back in circulation by taking all the f- photos that are in there and making them outline sketches. And it would be like once a month that it would be the Crayola edition and it would come with crayons. And you could sit and watch or read like your kids or whatever color with them and they learn and you're reading about the news and, and you're learning like what's going on by coloring with the newspaper. So these pictures are kind of like a coloring book. Yeah. But, but you know, like the page of yeah, the coloring book. Yeah, it's laid book. out like a this newspaper, is so cool. but it's actually just outlines, you know, if it's sports, you know, yeah. it's, it's whatever that shot was, it's outlined. So you read about it and you color while you learn. It's just so cool to think about. This is an area, like I said, that I just have no experience in other than hiring people to do this work. So when you think about just if you're like an idea person to be able to sit around all day and like that's your job is to it's stressful, I guess, in one sense. But in the other thing, how cool to create something from nothing. So that is, I think, probably the appeal of this industry, especially if you're an artist. And with that, though, goes a little bit of um, check your ego at the door kind of uh, situation, because this is an area where your ideas are going to be on display. You're going to be exhibiting your work and really putting yourself out there, too. I mean, if you can depersonalize that, good for you. But I mean, I think most of us kind of are, you know, tie those things together. It's my idea and therefore it's my ego. And therefore, when it gets uh, critiqued, it's going to be, you know, me on the platter. So 
this is helpful information, I think. Listen to Katie talking about what it is in you know portfolio school when you have to get up in front of the room and present your ideas. But you pitch your ideas. You get up in front of the room and you say what your different concepts are. And they, the teachers and the other students kind of, they, you have to have thick skin. They will, they will, you know, tell it like it is. And they narrow it down to wh- what direction you should go. And, you know, you produce it from there. So did you have thick skin before? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, from what? Just, just life. I mean, my, just, I mean, like my, my, I think just growing up around fr- my good friends and stuff, like everyone makes you humble. <laughs> we should all be so lucky, right? To have friends like that. It's just, it's. Uh, you, you have to be ready for this. That's really, I think, the bottom line. And so here we go on with, I mean, I think anyone who's successful will tell you that they have failed along the way. And, you, you know, there's the whole saying, fail your way to success. And I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but there is a lot of failure involved in risk and involved in getting places and involved in learning. So here's Katie's tip, if you will, on failure. And you will fail. They will, there'll be times where you fail and they say you missed the mark on this completely. And that's, that's how you get better. How does that feel? I mean, like that good. You time? feel you feel pretty embarrassed, but I mean, it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you just are like, all right, well, I guess I'll just try harder next time. Right. So there's the attitude too. You can kind of you really start getting a sense of what this is because if you're if you're an artist, you probably know this better than anyone. But um, you know, people, you're a visual, or if you know if you're a copywriter, you're also an artist. So, but either way, people are viewing your work. You can't do this in a, in a closet. You can't do, you can't just sing in the shower and become you know Adele. This is stuff that you have to you have to put yourself out there. So it's great. I think that she's giving us really the idea that you have to be ready for that. And so what we talked about also is. You, you know, may have gone to college. You might not go to college, but um, if you were younger in your career, you know, say maybe you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, there might be some things that you could front load, like some of the programs you have to learn. You could maybe learn those in high school. But uh, she does have some caveats, some caution about maybe going to a portfolio school right out of high school. I would recommend they have some life experience first before they go to a portfolio school. That's helpful. Why would you say that? Just because it. You're right. At eighteen, you're still a kid. And when you go off to school, it that just you're on your own and you learn how to be independent and you learn all those life skills. Like you're a very different person from like age 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. You completely change. So that you kind of are becoming more of who you're going to be at that point in your life and you're stronger and you're more confident. You have more skills, a skill set to go out there in the world. So I think that's really important. I thought that was really important what she said and the way that she said it just so, uh, you know, experientially also, it just gives you an idea that I think you have a lot more to say also. You've had just a, you know, a wealth of experience. It's important to keep in mind though, too, when you're thinking when you're your younger self, I always am thinking about, you know, watching my kids play with Legos or whatnot, that it's, they have a mind at that moment that is not replicable. So if you are 18 or 19, and maybe you are going to put off going to portfolio school, you know, I would still say, write everything down, you know, like make those drawings and because there will be elements of the who you are at 18 that you can use when you're later on being asked to create an ad for, uh, I I don't know, anything anti-bullying, you know, like uh, what it is to be a girl in sports in high school, you know, you, you might be asked to do anything. So just keep in mind as, as we're talking about so many careers that whoever you are going to be came from a certain evolution and there's value in every part of that evolution. So uh, write it down, take notes and keep track of yourself because you are your greatest asset. Okay. So going on from there, Katie's a graphic artist, but she also 
started as a creative director in the creative um, art director kind of lane and then switched over to graphic artist. So why would you do that? Because uh, there's kind of complications, maybe, if you will, that come from that in terms of more schooling and, uh, you know, switching gears. So listen to her talk about her thought process in choosing graphic artist. Sometimes with art direction, um, it hasn't been my, it hasn't really been my experience, but from it, this can happen where you are coming up with the idea and you're directing it, but you're not creating the work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be cre- actually creating this artwork and like, and just getting more into the art side of it. Yeah. So that's, it's, I think when you're, if you're getting to the point now in this conversation where you're thinking, well, I really might want to look at portfolio school, it's probably something that you'll be reviewing. But just to think about, again, what, I mean, we've talked about on this podcast before, you know, what do you want your 24 hour cycle to look like? Do you want it to look like more of a, you know, client management, managing the employees that you have? Or do you want to look at it like you want to be the person specifically creating each art piece? And that's where Katie said she wanted to really be involved uh, more specifically with the art. So talk about initiative that's needed in this field. I mean, gosh, as we're talking, I was just like, wow, you you really have to be bringing it all the time like nothing's getting served up for you in this field so listen to katie talking about she's already at school and all the other things that you're going to have to do on top of that did you have computer experience did you No. okay so how did that work i had to learn all the programs they Um, teach you everything well that's a lot of you have to do that work outside of class i mean i would just create things and just try to learn as much as i could and buy books and you have to educate yourself because they can't teach you everything Yep. And so here we are again with, um, you know, the ways that you can add to your to your resume, if you will. In this case, you're going to use a website, but just adding to your life. So there are specific programs that used in this field. Listen to what Katie's talking about. When Again, this is an area learn from her experience and learn from her, um, you know, ideas. Do not feel like you have to reinvent the wheel on these things. This is about the programs that you need in this field. In the creative world, we're on Macs. So uh, we use Adobe Creative Suite, and that has Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. And you get books on how to learn how to use those programs because they're so huge, and they're constantly updating and changing the way they work that you need to learn how to use these programs and what the best use for these programs are. Um, Because, like, I didn't know that. Like, you don't make an advertisement in Illustrator. You do it in InDesign. Illustrator is for logos. And then, you know, you don't do an ad in Photoshop because that's just for the photos. So there's things you have to learn, then also how to use the programs and to make it do what you want it to do. So you have to take time and teach yourself outside of class. Otherwise, your stuff's not going to improve because you're not going to know how to use the program. Yep. That's a really good tip. That's one of those things like, oh, I wish I would have known that when I was doing it. So now you know, no excuses and you're uh, well armed. So going to school is not cheap. We talked about that. It's, um, you know, these portfolio schools, maybe not all, but this particular one was private school. Maybe you can find it through your state college. Um, But listen to Katie talking about what you need to be prepared for in terms of costs. It's very expensive to go to ad school. I was going to ask that. That was my next question. Yes. Very, very expensive. Because it's a private school. Yes, it's a private school. you're asking industry leaders to come in, so Mm -hmm. that's not free. No. Okay, so give us an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, It's like going to grad school. I don't know what it is now, but when I was there, I think it was because it would go in quarters. So every there would be four quarters in a year. So I think at the time it was 3,500 a quarter. So fourteen a year. Yeah, so, so fourteen. So yeah, like thirty grand. To, yeah, at to least get this done. Yeah, um, but then when you and come, then you have to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have to buy your computer? You have to buy the programs. If you are a photography major, which they also teach, you have to buy um, a two thousand dollar camera. I mean, there's so many things that you have to buy uh, to be in this program, mm-hmm. and you have to worry about also 
how you're going to pay for your living. And like, you know, like everyone, most people have part-time jobs because they can't afford to do it without having some kind of income. Right. So get ready. I mean, that's, I think it's just like anything though, right? You know, as we're going through that whole conversation, I'm sure you're thinking too, you know, but if you want to, if you want to be an artist, you, you're going to, you're going to do it, you know, you're going to figure out a way to do it. And if your calling is to live this way in life, you're going to do it. And, uh, it's going to cost you a little money, but you'll get there. Alyssa, this is cool though. When she talks about having other jobs, there is value in all of those other jobs. So listen to her talking about the, the skills that she got from waitressing on the side while she was in school. I think everyone should waitress. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think that builds your, your thick skin on top of other things in life. And you just, you really have to, um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work and it's just, it's, it's uh, sometimes it's thankless, you know, and people that haven't waitress, they don't understand tipping. They don't understand that. Like, um, if the food comes out, uh, uh, Let's say that the food is late. It's not the waitress's fault. It's the kitchen's fault. Like there's so many things that people that don't understand about the industry when they come and eat. And you're the person that's um, basically you're the one that's representing the restaurant. They don't know about all the back back people and stuff. And so it gets taken out on you when something's wrong. Um, so you just you kind of ha- you have to have a, a thick skin and, and just learn how to go with the flow and not take things personally. So, by the way, that'll be another whole episode about what if you want to be able to wait tables for a living, because you can be quite uh, successful doing that also, but you've got to be that person. So I think it's just cool to look at, see all the, all the ways that your life comes together and that she has these various experiences, but then in in the end, she doesn't want to do the client interface, even though she has all this waitressing skills. So just keep thinking as we're going through, I mean, you were, as we listened to the, the whole, the whole interview of what it is to make a living as an artist. So some of the cool things that Katie's done is um, kind of changed around in the way that she looked at how she was going to approach her art. And here is um, Katie giving you an idea of some of the kinds of classes that you would take at Portfolio School and how she landed on her her great love. What are some of the classes? So Um, so a package design, um, magazine layout, um, website, uh, that kind of stuff. Okay. Very Um, different. Yeah. Very different. and I just, and I just really liked it. It just felt very, um, like so artful and so fun and like to see your product out in the, in like in the public is like, that seemed exciting to me. Like that's fun. Like, Oh, Hey, I did that. Um, kind of a thing. That's cool. Cause she landed on package design as we were talking about it. You know, she mentioned now that she's working for a specific company doing, you know, packaging for dental products. But what she loves about it is, um, you know, being able to see your stuff out in the world. And the woman that she worked for in New York, it was kind of known for design, designing the smart water bottle that I'm sure so many of us have, have used and seen. So it's, it's kind of cool, really neat what you get to do. So now you're ready to get your materials in front of the the right person. If once you need to get a job or an internship, here's kind of Katie talking about how to get it to the right person i would just look at well i would look at who the creative directors were i try to find that information out and i would send them um i'd send them like directly to them my information instead of trying to go through like hr or something like that i would just directly to the source of someone that's going to say hey this person i think they have some talent let's hire them or also in there too is she's talking about you know getting in front of that person but then we're also talked about 
just sheer numbers. You know, she's talking about sending out at the time CDs and now you would send out your website links, but it's the same idea, right? You've got to send that to like, you know, 50 plus people to get, you know, a few interviews to be able to then get an internship or perhaps a job. So how much do you get paid? How is this, how is this going to work? Listen to Katie talking about um, getting paid in this field. And another thing, too, I learned <laughs> is that when you're a graphic designer versus an art director, you get paid less. Did you know that when you switched? I did not know that. Right, because how would you know? I wouldn't right? know that, yeah. A lot less? Like 50% yeah. less? I would... Um, 75. Like I'd like maybe 75 to 50% less, yeah. Okay. Um, for some reason, they're not valued as much. So uh, art directors get paid a lot more. So there you go. So then that's a, another decision, right? So another fork of the road. Do you want to... I mean, maybe if you love art direction, then that's it's an easier thing. But, um, but in her estimation, you are compromising a little bit in terms of of how much you get paid and choosing to be specifically on the graphic art side. So that leads to job hopping. So let's to Katie talking about why in this industry job hopping is is kind of the way it goes. That's why people switch companies and, and agencies because that's the way to get promoted. Um, most people do not stay places for more than a few years because they're not getting raises and they, they need to they need to start making more money. So they'll go to somewhere else. Which was so interesting to me thinking about, you know, I, I come from a different background where it's the the idea of like reward your employees well, you know, make sure that the good ones stay. But in this industry, I guess it's, it's creative too. So you just want new, fresh ideas and, you know, people moving around is kind of the norm. So who are these people who are moving around and what are the opportunities for women in this industry? And are there women in this industry? Listen to Katie's response to this. Is it a male-dominated industry? Yes. Completely. Completely. Like, like, that's it. Like, yes, completely. Like, without a doubt, it's a male-dominated industry. So, which was kind of actually surprising to me. That's strictly personal because I I know some graphic artists and they happen to be women. But yeah, so that's just another thing to think about whichever side of the coin you are on this, but um, you're going to be encountering a male-dominated industry. Um, what about hours, deadlines, you know, workload, all that stuff? It can be a really stressful environment uh, depending on what you're, what, who you're working for and what your workspace is like. So Katie gave us a, some great insight, I think, in terms of uh, what your hours might look like and how it stacks up. That's yeah. another thing, yeah. With agencies, um, bigger ones, I think, are going to be more um, more hours. More hours. Um, you are you are working a lot at smaller agencies too because you're kind of at whatever the client wants because we're the there for deadlines and you're there to make the client look good. So if they come in last minute because they messed up, that's on us to fix it so they look good for their boss. Kind of a thing. Are you getting so, overtime? Oh no, your salary. <laughs> yeah, so you could be. The, I mean, there's times around zero to like two in the morning. I mean, you just sometimes you just that's what you have to do to get the work done for the presentation the next day. And usually at the bigger agencies, if you're up all night doing that and to have it ready for the client, they let you go home then after the presentation. If you've ever stayed up all night anywhere to doing work, I used to paralegal in New York and this was not unusual to have to stay, you know, quite late in litigation, at least, you know, getting stuff done. So it's exhausting. I mean, you could can't even think straight by the time that that morning rolls around and then to put in a full day, it must just almost be laughable what they'd be coming up with uh, conceptually on that day. But it is, it, those are all things to think about. And even in terms of how you put together your career, I mean, if you want to freelance, you could do that, you know, just all the things to consider. So what about stress? And is it stressful? And how does the, how does it work in the agency environment? Here's 
just Katie talking about that. It's very itself. stressful. Um, so if you can be in a, an environment that you fast feel paced. comfortable in, oh, very fast paced. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're doing our, you're, you have to also have to keep track of your hours for what client, because you're billing these clients. Like billable hours for yes. attorneys. Yes, exactly. So, um, and that can be stressful too, because you don't want, if you, you can get talked to for spending way too much time on something that you didn't know was going to take that long and we're billing the client for it, but you, you know, they talk to you about it, like your creative directors and like, Hey, this this took too long. Like you can't be doing this. Super interesting. I had no idea that that's, that that was even part of their world, but yeah, keeping track of time, billing, billable hours, et cetera. So that's really helpful, really helpful information. So you're thinking like, if you're an if you're an artist, right, that you're all you're around these other artists and you're all just, you know, collaborating and it's all just this wonderful, fabulous space. But the way Katie describes it, she's like, no, it's like totally distracting and, and awful to have to be around that. And I, I get that because, you know, when you're in an intensive mind thought, you know, sometimes it's not awesome to be around other people. So listen to what she talks about in terms of how they set up the workspaces for the artists. They, for some reason, I don't know why companies think this, but they think that it's better to have all the designers and art directors in the same room and that they're going to collaborate and like um, come up with better ideas. It doesn't work that way. Like we would love to have just our own office, <laughs> shut the door and just like do our work. And when you want to co- collaborate with someone, you just go into an office, like a conference room or whatever, and talk there. Like it just more really... like a brainstorming session. Like, let me throw bounce an idea off you. Exactly. Not like let's sit in this space and like create a new whole thing. Exactly. It's very distracting. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so interesting. And there, again, there are a lot of environments that you can work under, I guess, to do this type of work. I mean, there are other ways we could teach graphic arts for that matter. But um, this is just in terms of the agency experience and what you might encounter. And probably early on in your career, you'll want to get some agency experience, even if you don't end up staying in an agency environment, because that's what, you know, you'll just get a lot of great experience going to these some of these bigger houses so how do you apply for a job you know what what happens how do you even get your work out there listen to katie talking about some of that that's what you need now when you're trying to apply for jobs so you okay. need to have a, a, a working website um and that to show becomes them. your portfolio that basically? becomes your portfolio right so you used to think you know i mean a business person you know, thinks about resumes and you know now they've even the resume itself has changed so much and you could just send people to the url of your you know your name uh, that essentially has your body of work or whatever you've been doing but in the graphic art specifically it is such a highly you know visual field i mean if you listen to the full episode you can see what she talks about and how important the work is it just the work is what's speaking for itself they don't really want to care about much else they will just want to see what your work is the way for that for them to see that is through your website which is kind of cool though because then just think you could update your website constantly and not have to like reprint 500 resumes and send them out so that's kind of nice um and then here we are talking about some of the the career trajectory for what would be in you know graphic artist or a creative director kind of how that goes and so katie gives us just a little glimpse into what your career could look like because that's the goal you want to be if you're an art director then you you eventually you want to be a creative director that that's your goal yep because so what we said in terms of being a creative director remember she said that you know if you're a graphic artist you're not going to get paid as much as the creative director and i think what she was really identifying that is most likely based on i thought it might be a client inter- client interface idea but she was basing it more on probably the idea generation which is kind of interesting because if you're a graphic artist you have to also have an idea in your head because people don't sketch something out for you and say, here, make this art. You know, you have to put it together and make that art. So 
such a great, such a great conversation with Katie. And I'm going to close out this last piece and these excerpts just to give you a really good tip that any of us can use. It doesn't matter what industry you were in, but um, but Katie gives us this great tip about a common, super common interview question. Here she goes. Last words I would say, which this would go for anybody, but I didn't know this <laughs> until later in my career. When you go to an interviewer and they say, tell me about yourself, they don't mean like where you went to high school and your background. They mean like work-wise. <laughs> so don't make that mistake because I've done that. Such a good tip. I mean, it seems so simple, right? Oh, tell me about yourself. And you could say like, oh, a thousand things. But the, that is an area, if you're going to get coached on any any question, get coached on that one. So it doesn't matter if you're an actor, an artist, or you know, a CEO. I think get, knowing what to say, having your elevator speech on that, tell me about yourself is definitely worth it. I've heard it a hundred times about about the importance of that. And Katie, of course, you know, even in the art field, is saying like that's really, really a big piece. So hope you enjoyed this whole episode. I mean, Katie gave us, again, I really feel like I could tell people how to go about this path and how to become a graphic artist. So thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time. This is Chris Calvert, your host, signing off. Take care of business. Take care of business.